the college experience, college basketball midweek report on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. Yes. College basketball, NBA, NHL. They got you covered. Just go to betql.com promo code SGP 30. That's betql.com promo code SGP 30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insight analysis and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for sports betting, make sure to subscribe to our page. So you don't miss a pick sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right. No VIG betting. That's legal in 40 different States. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience, college basketball midweek report. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Too bad. He didn't play basketball there because they're looking like they're going to win the CAA. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hello! <laughs> Am I listening to fucking, I don't know, church music? What was that? Uh, I don't I'm, know. I'm exalting on high <laughs> to college basketball, baby. Uh, look, we got, look, and, and as a high for the uh, college experience, we're working with the three man booth here. So give it up for. The rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock and Ernest fan, Ernest Givens fan, <laughs> former former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Ah, what's going on? You know, I think JMU's happy that Patty C did not play basketball for them because <laughs> Patty C was known for the over the backboard layup. No, 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 no. That was that was his brother. He hit the th- he shot the three that hit the ceiling. I hit the rafters of the uh, of the gymnasium <laughs> yeah. with uh, with the three pointer. Uh, it's 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 he, hard to get him dude, and his brothers. <laughs> he was playing my team that game. Both, both incidents happened trait. when he was playing my team. <laughs> and this is not a pickup game. This was like a real, a real game referee yeah. game in uniform, and dude. You know how hard it was to play defense the next possession when you when <laughs> when you just saw your your friend hit the hit the hit the fucking ceiling. On I a three also pointer. in that same game uh, airballed back to back free throws. <laughs> 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 it was not my best. That's shoot. rare. It's usually. That's like a lack of concentration. So usually, if you, if you watch a player airball the first, no, but usually then, they make the second. No, but then no, then it comes psychological. I feel like I've seen like Shaq do that, or I've seen like some some NBA players. I do basically yeah. kind of shot like Shaq. That was my. Fr- I, I finally figured it out at like tw- age twenty eight on how to shoot. You know, but it took. Uh, hey, but better Pat, late than I never. I see was a menace. A menace on the. Defensive side of the ball with his, you know, quickness and his athleticism. There you go. Redeem me a little bit. We we won championships. So, I mean, we got one. We didn't do it quite like the Flames did. Uh, How many? I got, I got two. You got got two. two. I I, I got a champion. Herndon Basketball League. I've won a championship on every, every level. Colby is. I'm the the Robert Ori. I'm the Robert (laughs) Ori. Dude, no, no, no. My squad, I'm a little bit, I'm a couple years older. My Hoyas, we had a dynasty. We went like two and a half seasons in a in a row without losing, well, and yeah. when won a couple championships. Well, that's, you have that's because MVP. you had Brett on your team. <laughs> yeah, Brett Rick. Yeah, the uh, sniper, a uh, sniper. Steve like, Kerr. Like, like the audience has no idea who the fuck Brett is. All right, uh, we 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 can all we all had BDE on the basketball court, all right? Um, 
<laughs> Let's get to college basketball though, guys. I mean, uh, what I mean, this week's been crazy yet again, I guess you could say, I mean, I hit, I'm having a tough night tonight. I mean, currently Marquette down uh 25 points to Villanova. Villanova looks like they're starting to turn a corner. Um, I was on UVA though. I mean, I can, I got that, but uh, it's been a mess. It's been a mess for me. Rutgers didn't cover against Iowa, but on the grand scheme of things, any new big takes in college basketball, do you feel more? Are you like, let's Nick had Alabama in the final four a week ago. They, they, what barely beat South Carolina. They lose to Missouri. You still still feel the same way about Alabama, Nick. I mean, you kind of put me on the spot there, and I, I do still think Alabama has a chance to make the Final Four. Uh, you know, welcome to life in conference play, especially on the road. Um, you know, that Alabama Missouri game that was an 11 a.m. local time tip, which is not ideal for anybody, especially the away team. And I mean, yeah, they came out flat as shit, but they did battle back. They were down double digits most of the game. They made a valiant comeback, had a chance to win. So if anything, you know, I, I like the fight that I saw with a team that could have just rolled over there. Um, and then a close game against South Carolina on the road. Yeah. You know um, I mean, really, you know, it's life in conference play, man. You're going to get every team's best shot. If you're ranked, if you're the, you know, the, on top of the standing. So it's, I think it's to be expected. I mean, really after Baylor and maybe Gonzaga, no other team is dominant. So you shouldn't expect these schools like Alabama to just coast through. Yeah. You know? Well, Joe Lenardi released his recent bracketology and the other one seeds besides Gonzaga and Baylor are Ohio state and Michigan. I have issues with putting Michigan as a one seed because, and I want your guys take on this. We saw what they did in football by opting out. And I don't, I don't, I, I truly believe they could have played that game. Right. Yeah, they were due to come back against Illinois this week, and they've had like a month break, and they said nope, more COVID issues. I think it was them plotting against them losing that first game back. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I just think that how long can you fucking have COVID for? You only have fourteen players on your team, right? Yeah. How what? long can you? How long can you be out? You know you're coming back against Illinois. Now you get that game off your slate. You're not. They might not even play that game at all. Nice, uh, nice little perk to having the COVID there. They should not be a one seed because of that. You think they should be penalized? They should be a two. They haven't played in a month. How do you put them at a one seed? Uh huh. It's true. It's true. How can you be confident that this? Well, I guess you have to uh, give credit to you know, what they have accomplished to this point, which is a one loss. I team. am giving credit there, but at the same time, these other teams have been ha- like Alabama lost because they fucking played. Oh, I agree with you. Look, we just went through this whole thing with football. You know, you have to play the games to maintain your standing. You can't do what Ohio state did and fucking, yeah. you know, just get a free ride into the playoff or to a high seed. I think that like it or not, look, you should have fucking been a little tighter about following COVID protocols and not gotten, you know, exposed. Yeah, who knows if they're even exposed? Nick, what do you? What's your take on this? My two cents is that first off, I, I do think they should get, you know, knocked down for not playing. But I don't think they didn't play because they were scared of Illinois. <laughs> I would imagine there are some legitimate concerns within the athletic department or the basketball program or something. I don't think they were like, oh, let's protect our one seed and not play. Um, is it possible? Sure but we have no evidence or proof of that. I, as far as the players, I'm sure they want to play I'm sure they're dying to get back on the court. But, and so but is John Howard, the coach, but now what the, the, they're eight and one, if they don't make up that game. So Illinois, and as a guy who has an Illinois ticket to win the big East or big 10, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, they're nine and three. So it, it really hurts the odds. Cause that was a big, that tiebreaker was huge. Absolutely fucking huge. Had they played this game. Um, well, maybe you're butt hurt because your ticket might not cash now. But I, saw, I wouldn't blame it all on Michigan. Well, look, I saw the, what happened in football. All right, and yeah, I truly believe they ducked it in football. All right, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk so why not? Out. Would they do that again? You know, if they've done it once, and a one seed, and and if a one seed's at stake, why wouldn't they, Nick? Look, I mean, there's so many college basketball games. There's so much season left to be played. I don't think they're ducking Illinois. Yeah, I, I, I would find that hard to believe. I would, I would imagine that they needed more time for whatever obstacles or hurdles they need to jump over to, you know, get back out there. I don't think they're, you know, Oh man, Illinois, if that's their thought process, first off, who's they are you talking about the players, yeah, coach, the athletic, athletic director. director? Yeah. 
I don't think I know. I would, I'd be surprised if, you know, if, if John Howard and the players said, Hey, we're good to go. We haven't had any positive tests in X amount of days. And he says, no, 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 no. Hold on. We got the fight and a lie and I on the schedule. I, I don't think that would happen, man. I find it hard to believe. I think you have Is it a possible? Yes. Faith, we'll never know, yeah. but I find it hard to believe. Yeah. I don't know. I think Nick trusts the, the system more. to me. I see an opportunity for them to lose a one seed and their one seed in the conference tournament, mm, mm. but so, they could lose that one seed by not playing as well. Well, apparently not. <laughs> Haven't played in a month and they just got well, upgraded well, to because, a one seat. Because Lunardi says so. Lunardi's not on the committee. Yeah, I know. But I, I think you're running a risk by not playing also. I, well, it didn't work for Ohio, for Ohio State. It worked out fine, I guess. Um, That's a different sport. I know, but I'm saying I think there's value to not playing the games and being 11 and 1 or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> We're beating um, this. There's also, yeah. there's also value in getting back on the court, getting back in the swing of things. So you're playing your best ball come tournament time. That's true. I'm sure. Well, I'm Howard. sure they're going to be on for the next game, but I'm sure there's value in missing the best team on their fucking schedule. Yeah. I just think the college basketball season with 30 games, a one, you know, losing one game is not that big of a deal. So, so what if Michigan came back, they lost to the line and then they go on to win the big 10 regular season and tournament. They're still a one seed. Okay. Yeah. But I'm saying, I don't know. I just, I feel like, it was very convenient for them to miss that game. They announced they were coming back yeah. and then it just Let's smells, just push it just it smells one to me. more yeah. day. Uh, I don't know. I think you're connecting a lot of dots that don't necessarily have anything to Colby do with each other. is a uh, renowned uh, yeah, conspiracy I am a consp- theorist. Hey, but check us out all those years that I was believing in the NBA conspiracy. And then I listened to that documentary or that, that podcast. What was it called again? Uh, I forget whistleblower. the whistleblower. How, 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 how am I looking now? Turn fuckers, out to huh? be true. How am I looking I mean, now? I, I have always been one to laugh at uh fucking conspiracy <laughs> theorists and call them idiots. And especially being from DC, you know, you have those fucking political wonks that takes themselves so seriously. And you come out to LA and everyone's a fucking conspiracy yeah. theorist out here. I'm like, what a bunch of fucking idiots. But then in the past couple of years, I'm like, actually they're yeah. all right. I mean, we got yeah. fucking proof of UFOs in the last yeah. couple of years. Chemtrails are flying over my fucking head daily. Colby's <laughs> <laughs> wearing a tinfoil hat over here. here. Can we take this shot, yeah, buddy? Let's do this shot, Nick. Uh, I don't know what you're working with over there, but uh, you know, Coors Original, man. Oh, um, the right banquet beer to the head, baby. That's Cheers. A, the John Elway beer. <laughs> By the way, I can. Uh, I can taste that Rocky mountain water. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to your pot, uh, your preview of, um, I forget who the two teams were, but calling Sarah, Je- Jessica Parker, uh, John Elway looking like had me fucking rolling. <laughs> but let's be honest. The, the, like Sarah, Jessica Parker, I, it's one that I never understood. I ne- like, she looked like a, a horse to me. <laughs> yeah. She's not what you would call traditionally beautiful. And I've mentioned this before, but the Broncos strategy of dress of drafting horse-like players, genius <laughs> Shannon Sharp and John Elway. Well, Ed McCaffrey right? with yeah. his neck is yeah, kind of horse. I mean, that they was need the to whole go, pro You want to know why they haven't been winning shit since it's because they're going out there drafting Brock Horsweiler and shit. You know what I mean? You got to go for the horse players. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's the, the Bruce, the Bruce Willis movie with Sarah, Sarah, that, Jessica that's Parker, what I was referring like, to striking distance. Cause I'm like, he's on a boat. Dis- it, it like, first off the, the screenplay idea is hilarious. Just like a guy out on three rivers, uh, whatever the, what is the Allegheny river? Uh, what is that? Yeah. Uh, Monongahela. That's, that's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and he's just, he's solving murders on a fucking boat. Just a ridiculous <laughs> screenplay. I mean, <laughs> I feel like there were a couple well, of those right around know, that the, time. The, the, it was an inside job and they were, they were leaving the bodies for him to find. So I it wasn't know. just random murders. <laughs> Dude, that's a ridiculous screenplay. Dude, what was that's the other one? Uh, and I love it. I own it. Time. I own it, by the way, Nick. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one was bought. That's like right. That's but what, I'll be honest. Uh, every time I watch it, I've always wanted to punch Sarah Jessica Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker in the face. Yeah, that's something about her is like annoying to me. Totally. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like she should have been on Friends. Like there's certain actors. Like I know. I know a Goldblum. And we've talked about this in Jurassic Park where he's like, da, 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 da. Yeah. you know, like, and you're just like, spit it out, dude. <laughs> Fucking spit it out. The, sh- the shtick. You, you, you want to punch him in the face. Cause it's like, dude, all right. I didn't, or, or how about the crying face? Like Renee Zellweger's got like a permanent crying face. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just drives me crazy. It's like, she's a damn good actress too. I'm not trying to shit on her acting. It just bothers me. You know what I mean? Understandable. Yeah. I think you, you are not saying anything that most of our audience wouldn't completely understand inherently <laughs> there's a fucking but most punchable face most really good actresses aren't that hot 
Ooh, now we're getting into another a category, and I think you're right. <laughs> I think talent and looks. Diane Lane often don't go together. Wins wins everything for me here. What would you call she her a talented cheers? actress? <laughs> she in Cheers. <laughs> you know, Diane Lane in that movie, uh, she's Unfaithful. Ta- no, she's a talented actress. Dude. She is. She a is a good actress. Underrated. She's hot a good actress. Fucking whore. Harmon Electra is a great Look actress. Who <laughs> <laughs> right. the hell is Diane Lane? Diane. <laughs> Like, do they even name women Diane anymore? Anyway, uh, look, we're supposed to be talking about St. Bonaventure and we're talking about C- Carmen Electra movies. All right. <laughs> Got a little off track there. Let's Welcome pr- to the college experience. Uh, okay. Fuck all that movie talk, but I do believe in the horse dress draft strategy. Of course. Right? Um, Let's talk. Let's talk Atlantic 10 basketball. We got a crazy, we got a crazy conference here. Pull up some a 10. Let's look at this race. I mean, you want to talk about the craziest conference in college basketball, Nick, it's gotta be the Atlantic 10. <laughs> Every team except for Fordham and St. Joe's is like three games out of first place. Well, your VCU team is looking pretty good here. I mean, uh, you had them uh, higher than I did in our preseason rankings. They had a big win yesterday over Dayton. Uh, the Bonnies are still doing it. Uh, I feel like Davidson hasn't played in a while. Have they had some COVID issues? I think so. I think so. Uh, and then we five. have St. Louis playing tonight. Last time I looked, they were up big. Yeah, they're, I think they're still the best team, but I don't know. It's tough because VCU, uh, St. Bonaventure, I've been really impressed with. And then you got Davidson. You know who's flying under the radar too is UMass. I know they're only seven and four, but they're six and two in their conference. I don't know how, but the Minutemen, shout out to Patty C. Hello. Um, they've been doing it, man. And, and your Richmond Spiders, what's up with them, Nick? Yeah, they've fallen off a little bit. I'm not sure, um, you know, but on any given day, I think they're talented enough to beat anybody else in the conference. So really, come conference tournament time, this is a this is a tournament to watch because we got several good teams here. There's not a whole lot of separation between those schools. It could be anybody's ball game. Well, I got the uh, player efficiency ratings pulled up for the A10 leaders. I don't know a ton of these players cause I'm not watching deep, quite as deep as you guys are, but tell me a little bit about, I'll name the top three guys. We'll say Trey Mitchell from UMass. UMass is the team. I have not even watched much of dude. I have not watched. I know he, I know he was a big recruit for them though. Okay. Yeah. He's so, the, he's the uh, big man, right? Yeah. Let me see if I, and can. I think he was injured last week for a game. But other than that, that, that guy's legit, man. He's been playing really good ball. Six, nine, two forty, putting up a uh, 20 and seven and a half rebounds. That is a dude you have to fucking account well, for. Well, first off, UMass has played only 11 games this year. They're seven and four. I have only watched them, I think twice. And they, I was betting on the other side. So I, I actually hated them at the time, but <laughs> um, they're actually kind of, I, I mean, that they're seven and four, man. I mean, that's unbelievable. You're in February, you're in mid February. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've played 11 basketball games since November. Um, but I, I don't trust UMass down the stretch here, man. I, I think it's going to come down to, I mean, gun to your head, Nick, what are you thinking? I, I, I think St. Louis is still the best team. Yeah. I think uh, after that long hiatus, it took him a game or two to get back into the swing of things. But uh, I think they're they're finally playing ball like we expected, and I, I do think they are the best team. Looks now like, that doesn't mean they'll win the regular season. Yeah, uh, because they, they are kind of behind the eight ball. But uh, watch out for them come tournament time. And Two decent players. It looks like uh, Javante Perkins and Jordan Goodwin. Uh, they also got their big man. Uh, what am I drawing a blank on his name? They have a good, they have a big man. That's uh French is his last name. Hassan French. Okay. Guy's a stud. They got a good team They're they, they, I think, I really think they could be a problem for some teams in March madness in the NCAA tournament. If they get in, I mean, I think right now they are in and I, I know we're supposed to be talking a 10. Let's, let's do this pick. Who do you, who, who do you think wins the a 10 right now? Nick, you're going St. Louis. So, uh, are you talking regular season or talking uh, uh conference tournament? Let's do both. I'm going to go St. Bonnie's for um, the regular season. I'm going to go St. Louis tournament. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go VCU regular season. I'm going to go St. Louis tournament. Nice. Okay. How uh, do you Atlantic 10 right now. Uh, Bonaventure's got a, uh, it looks like Davidson 
is the favorite to win the conference. According to ESPN for the regular season, 45.6% St. Bonaventure number two at 32% uh, followed by VCU Richmond and St. Louis in that order. Everyone else has basically, Oh, actually UMass has a little bit of a chance. I am going to say Bonaventure all day to win the regular season. I've been riding them all year. Um, I do worry about them a little bit in the conference tournament. Uh, Especially, I mean, this is an unbelievable race. I can't remember. Uh, I mean, maybe one of those years in the big East or something, but this is unbelievable that every yeah. team short of Fordham, especially in the conference is big. Uh, every team's got teams. a shot right now. Even if you're a George Washington colonial fan, you're only three and a half games out. I mean, this late in the season, I'm looking at the other uh, conferences and basically all of them, you know, teams have 80% chance and above to win the yeah. conference. And the fact that this late in the season, it's 45% is the best chance that yeah. anyone has. It's a tight race. Well, if you look at the Bonnies, they have five games left and granted actually one of them has been canceled. So uh, only four games left. Three of them are on the road, but it's a pretty manageable schedule. So the next game is at VCU. VCU that game wins can go that. a long way in playing a factor in this. Yeah. That's why um, I took VCU. Other than that, though, at GW, at Duquesne, home versus Dayton, I can see them going three and one. And if they go three and one in the last four, that might be enough to to take home the regular season championship. Because right now they do have a half game lead on VCU. Uh, they've played more games than all the other schools in the top third of the league. So uh, that might be enough. Yeah, uh, I mean. I don't know. I'm trying to pull up VCU's schedule. Why am I having such a hard time on this? Six teams right now with uh, two losses, uh, which is the most or the least losses in the conference. So uh, crazy that there's that. But like Nick said, the fact that uh, St. Bonaventure eight and two next up VCU seven and two, and you have Davidson and UMass sitting at six and two, you know, they've created separation just by the nature of playing those extra conference games. So I think that puts them in a safe spot, but they do have to fucking keep winning. Well, it's a good point. Well, too. Meanwhile, VCU, uh, let me give you that schedule real quick. Uh, St. Bonaventure. I mentioned then at Richmond at home versus George Mason at home versus St. Louis. And then they finish up at Davidson at Dayton. Yeah. Much harder, much harder last uh, bit of, uh, of the schedule here. So yeah, I'm on the Bonnies. That's a good point. Uh, just pulled that up myself. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, and we're going to go through kind of the major the conferences and predict how we think it's going to going to shake out. Um but before I did, I wanted to get to this point. And I was going to make it right there, but I wanted to hear who we I did I didn't want to just jump ship from the A10, but I, I mean, I know this is bracketology. I don't know how official this truly would be, but LSU is a 10 seed. Now, that granted they won tonight, but this was done before tonight. And I don't understand how they're so Lenardi's last eight in he has Drake lost one game <laughs> and he has them behind LSU. Can someone fucking make any sense of that to me? <laughs> they're like 18 and one and LSU has, has uh, really hadn't beaten many good teams this year. Who's uh LSU's best one. I want to get down there. I mean, uh, yeah. And while you're pulling that up, I think we talked about that um, last week, uh, Colby, that, you know, LSU before tonight's win, they had lost four out of the last five but games, get, but get this, they moved Granted, up, they moved up without playing. They, they, they yeah. moved up from last four into the, to the last eight in essentially. So, and then Drake moves down, losing one fucking game. Make sense <laughs> of that. Well, the margin of error for mid majors is a whole lot more thinner, you know, it, they were That's undefeated. Just the way it is. I, I would understand if they were uh, look, I would understand if they had two or three losses or four losses. What? They were undefeated. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm like, I don't well, get it. They don't like, have a win all year against the top 25 team. Um, they, they lost to St. Louis three losses in the against unranked yeah. teams. I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I truly don't get it. So hopefully that's not what they're thinking. Um, I wanted to ask that question though, but anyway, let's hop, let's hop around here. Let's go to the uh, ACC here. Virginia covers for me tonight at Georgia tech, which Georgia tech had had a great home winning streak. They're 10 and one. They got a game against Florida state on the horizon. Um, Separation day. I think this is one that we're all going to be right on. I think we all had Virginia winning the ACC. How do we feel about the probability that Virginia wins the ACC regular season? Oh gosh. 
Uh, Nick, why don't you tell us there? <laughs> I think it's good. I think we all mentioned uh, in the preseason that you know uh, the regular season is really where Tony Bennett shines. Not to say he hasn't in the postseason. I mean, we all know his stumbles, but we also know the national championship. So yeah, I mean, we expected this. Uh, Virginia's on a roll, man. You know, other than the loss at Virginia Tech, which is always a tough place to play. I mean, that's that's the only conference loss. 10, 10 and one in the ACC is, uh, I mean, that's a great, great record, especially for a team that was, you know, kind of rebuilding. People didn't assume that they were going to be top of the league. Um, now the end of their schedule is, you know, the last six games um, is a little rough. Uh, UNC at Florida state at Duke, NC state at home, Miami at home at Louisville. But really, I mean, it's it looks tougher on paper. I think um, at Florida State is definitely. I mean, that's the matchup right there. Florida State wants to win this regular season. They need to to you know take care of business at home against UVA. Other than that, though, as you know, UNC is solid. Duke uh, not very good. <laughs> NC State, Miami at Louisville is a little tough. Uh, but I think uh, UVA usually plays Louisville pretty good here. So yeah, I expect uh, the Cavaliers to cruise. Patty C, you get you get your your moment in the sun, buddy. Boom. Your Cavs get what? The, they didn't win it last year though. Florida State won the regular season, right? I think I think Florida State. I think won you're the right. Yeah, yeah, because and that's why they they gave them the ACC championship crown because they were the one seed. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Remember uh, in that very awkward like ceremony where they they were like, "What the hell? What? Are, well, yeah. Why are we getting this trophy?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's horrible. Um, well, right, right now, Virginia. Here is figure this one out for me, ESPN. Uh, maybe I'm no mathematician, but uh, UVA is give, as of this morning an 89.5 percent chance to win the ACC regular season. Um, Florida State at 8.3. So do that math: 89.5 plus 8.3, basically 90 plus 8. That's 98 percent. Somehow Virginia Tech still has a 4.6% chance to win that conference. So that 102, huh? They're 102 and that doesn't <laughs> count any other team granted. No other team is above a 0.06% chance. So it's a three team race, but UVA far ahead of everyone else right now. So I am Yeah, it's kind of hopeful. surprising given those stats cuz really I mean, if you think of it that, you know, Virginia play once. If Florida State wins, and and let's say they you know, both teams went out other than that game and Florida State beats UVA, then they would have an identical conference record, and you would think the tiebreaker would go to Florida State. Um, the only thing I can think of here is that Florida State might not play as many games because they've had some canceled. Yeah, um, like I, I know the game against Duke was canceled and the game against Pitt was canceled. That may be a factor. Maybe that's why uh, Virginia's they would um, percentage it. is so high. Yeah. Virginia might have to lose to Florida state and to somebody else. I don't know. It, it's a weird year because people won't have uh, balanced schedules. True. Good observation. That is a good point. Um, all right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience college basketball mid week report is brought to you by BetQL. You want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to uh, this, to betting all types of sports. Well, you need to download BetQL, The only app you'll need to make smart bets. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NHL, NBA, and of course every other sport you can think of. Uh, so if you want an edge, uh, an inside edge on who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Uh, plus, they have tons of sportsbook offers for your state. Head to the App Store, or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Uh, enter the promo code SGP30 when you do for a thirty percent off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 only at BetQL. Dot com. Um, all right. This is, I think, becoming intriguing to me. Uh, and maybe that same issue that you talk about with the ACC and the, the you know, everyone's got the, uh, the, the unbalanced schedule, the AAC, I mean, Houston's 11 and two, Wichita's 11 and two, I'm sorry, eight and two, one and a half games back. Memphis is eight and three, but they play Houston twice. So those three kind of control their own fate in a way. Um, the Cougars blew out South Florida tonight. They're 11 and two, their remaining schedule Sunday. They get in Memphis. After that, they're home to ECU. ECU beat them the first time. Got a good feeling. The pirates will complete that sweep. Um, then they're at Cincinnati at Wichita 
home to South Florida and at Memphis. Are we ready to crown the Houston Cougars, the AAC regular season champions? I think that's a pretty safe bet at this point. I mean, I don't know. I think with the lost ECU, it kind of opens the door for Memphis. I think Houston and Memphis are the best two schools in this conference and Memphis is playing better ball of late and they play two games. Well, uh, uh, also Wichita plays at home in Wichita. Now I know no fans, but they get can uh, Houston at, at in Kansas in Wichita. And they also get Memphis at home. So if Memphis just beats Houston once and then Wichita takes care of business, Wichita is only a game and a half back. So if Wichita beats Houston, they uh, can win, run away with this thing. Now, now Wichita does have to win at SMU at Tulane at temple at ECU, but those are all reasonably, I mean, at SMU is tough. I think at temple, I would favor Wichita. I think I would favor Wichita at Tulane. I think I would favor Wichita at ECU. Maybe. Yeah. So Wichita has the more favorable schedule. I just don't think they're as good of a team as either Memphis. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, so we're all taking, are we all taking Houston? What are we taking? Yeah. I'm sorry. You broke up there a little bit. Got a little skippy there. Uh, Houston. I mean, look ESPN again, I'm, I'm going to stop like really trusting their projections here because they got them at basically 98%, 97.9% chance to win this conference. If one loss is the difference between them having the lead in the conference standings and then finishing second, I think that's ridiculous for them to have that, give them that percentage chance to win it. I think Houston is the team to beat clearly here, but um, as far as being confident, no. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Nick, Nick, uh, you're going Houston for sure. Yeah. I mean, I pick Houston, but I would just say, watch out for Memphis. I don't think it's, you know, cut and dry. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. So I think there's still some basketball to be played. So let's see how it plays out. All right. Let's hop over to the big 12 where we know, I think we all got Baylor walking away with this, right? I guess the better argument is who's going to finish second. You got West Virginia, you got Oklahoma, you got Texas, you got Kansas, Texas tech and Oklahoma state all battling for those spots. And I should add in also that right now, according to Lenardi, the last four in are Stanford, UConn, who lost tonight, Oregon and VCU. The first four out are St. Louis, Colorado state, St. John's who lost what yesterday. Uh, and this was done yesterday during the day, this bracketology uh, and Penn state who lost yesterday as well. The next four out is Maryland, Richmond, SMU, and Western Kentucky. Uh, just food for thought there. I mean, I don't know if you guys got a take on that, but uh, just to the listener, that makes it, I mean, uh, what, what, whatever's going on in the Big East as far as uh, St. John's, Providence, UConn, good luck. I mean, that, that, that every day is a playoff game. I don't know, I don't know what to, to think of. I don't even know how how the committee judges who's deemed worthy there and who, and who's not. When all of their uh, resumes are so comparable, they're all the same team to me. Yeah, I don't know. It's like okay, I know it's gonna be it's gonna come down to the end here, you know. But I don't know. I I, I just every year Providence lives on that thing. But anyway, okay, big Big Twelve basketball. Uh, we all got Baylor winning this thing. Is there anything compelling? I mean, I think West Virginia is a story we need to talk about because West Virginia. I don't know that I ever remember a Bob Huggins team. That's this good at offense. They're in the top 20 in the nation in offense. And they're, they're still solid on defense. I think they're charting in the top hundred, but traditionally Huggins teams chart a lot better defensively. So is, as he evolving as a coach and changing some of those <laughs> philosophies and, and is West Virginia a team that would, I, I was telling someone this, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run to the final four old dog learning new tricks. He's hey. been coaching a head coach since 1980. Wow. 40 years as a head coach. He's finally learned how to coach offense. I don't know if he's coaching offense or he's just recruiting differently or what Nick got a take on the, the Mountaineers. Yeah. I mean, first off it's impressive. Their run here winning five out of their last six, including a sweep of Texas tech and a win versus Kansas. Uh, the rest of the schedule looks interesting because the way I'm looking at it at ESPN, it has two games versus ba- versus Baylor as postponed. 
which I don't know what that means. Well, they said with um, Michigan, they haven't played. Yeah, they said with Michigan, huh? they said that the same for Michigan, Illinois. But if you look at most of these, they haven't been made up. So, yeah. So if, if those aren't made up, then they're going to be very fortunate not to play Baylor in conference, which means they could finish second uh, because the rest of the schedule isn't that difficult. I mean, Oklahoma at Texas at TCU and Kansas state. Um, yeah, I think there's a good chance they could win. I'd say three of those games, two and two at the worst. So right now they're in a tie with Oklahoma. No, actually, no, they're they're by a half game. They're in. They're firmly in second. So I I see no reason why that doesn't finish in the you know the same uh, sequence as is now as is now. Baylor first, West Virginia second. Yeah, I have a hard time understanding bracketology here. They got West Virginia as a five seed. They have Tennessee ahead of West Virginia. I don't, I don't get, I just don't understand what they're viewing. What am I missing here? Uh, USC's ahead of West. I know USC has been on fire lately, so I guess I can kind of make sense of that one. Uh, I I'm just a little shocked at, at some of the, the four seeds here ahead of them, Oklahoma and also uh, Iowa. I would think West Virginia, the way they've been playing lately. I know Iowa won tonight. I would just think they would be higher, higher than a five seed. Well, you have to take the whole season into consideration, you know, and I'd really have to look at the resumes, you know, you know, in front of each other to compare and contrast them. Um, just, I mean, yeah, West Virginia is hot right now, but Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah. uh, Come on. Right. No, I I mean, if you're looking, if you're asking me who's the more dangerous team to advance, I would definitely say West Virginia. I'm, I'm not on Tennessee. I think Tennessee struggles to score the ball way too much. Um, so yeah, if you see Tennessee as a three or four seed, I would be, interested in to see who they play because that could be first round upset material. He's got Tennessee playing Wofford right now. Hey, Wofford's a good school, man. They, did they beat Alabama or they might've lost by a couple points to Alabama at Alabama. No, no, no. That so, was Furman. Um, that was Furman. Furman oh, lost by okay. three. Yeah. Okay. Well, Furman was up the whole game and they lost by three, but yeah, same conference in the, in the SoCon and, and Wofford leads that conference. So they're better than Furman. So they probably would perhaps beat Bama. Um, it's interesting to see uh, the big 12 in the spotlight here. And I think they're getting the national credit and I'm, I'm seeing them on more uh, TV more often. I don't know if it's because West Virginia plays a more entertaining st- uh, brand of basketball, but they definitely based on, you know, what I've seen too is they look like a team that has the athleticism and they can get hot shooting to advance. Yeah. Well, that's the best shooting team I could remember him having since the, I mentioned this before, maybe Cincinnati when they had Van Axel and Flint and yeah, who was there? It wasn't uh Kenya Martin. It was, I think it was, they had another, they had a big man that was good. Uh, I don't remember who, but, but anyway, uh, that's a, a compelling story there in the big 12. Yeah. I'm going to ask you real quick about Derek Culver too. What's I that? don't see him uh, being projected in the draft as a first two rounders, but he seems very athletic and a playmaker. I don't know how much game he has, but he seems like a pretty well-rounded player. He, he reminds me a little bit of Thomas Robinson in the fact that like his athleticism in particular jumps off the screen, but he's prone to like rely on it a little bit much. Um, and I don't know how that's going to work out for him in the tournament. And that's typical. That's typical of a Bob Huggins team. It's, it's actually kind of like Kenyon Martin too, but um, I think he's a stud though. Man. I think he's a stud too. But, but as far as NBA, I mean, I can't, I can't, I, I, I don't watch enough of that. The, the game has changed so much. I, it's hard for me to project who the fuck is going to be good in that league. Yeah. Um, aside from your top five picks, like I know Cade Cunningham will be good in the NBA, Yeah. you know, but I'm saying when you get to the other ranks, I, like I was surprised miles Powell got cut. I thought, I thought, I, I think I told you that last episode. Um, that's so, true. Yeah, so exactly. I don't know here, but let's, let's, uh, Nick, you got a take on uh, how you think uh, he'll turn out in the NBA? Uh, no, I mean, you said it exactly. Uh, I don't watch any NBA anymore either. So it's kind of hard <laughs> to project. All I know is that you need to be like uber athletic for the most part, or you need to be a dead eye shooter from yeah, deep, which he's not. So. And uh, over no, exactly. Culver might be a little lacking in both areas. That's probably why he's not, you know, projected to be a high draft pick. Hey, that isn't, I mean, he could still, if he wants to bust his ass and do all the dirty work, he could still find a place in, in the league. And he, you know, he just might do that. Uh, let's hop over to the big East. Uh, is this a wrap? Are we sold on Villanova? Villanova still has to play St. John's, I believe who beat him, And uh, they're eight and one 
this is a conference that's really hard to project. Is Xavier hasn't played in a long time. They're four and two in the conference. I mean, you got the that's tough. I mean, they're <laughs> they're probably the second best team in the. I don't know. It, 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 you got Creighton at eleven and four. These records are all so drastically different. Yeah. Uh, are we all just saying Villanova's going to get the one seed in the Big East and let's get out of here? Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, uh, like we said, like we said in the preseason, they're the cream of the crop, and after them, there's a lot of pretty good teams. I, I mean, I think they're scheduled to play Nova though, Xavier. So you would think if Xavier were to pull that off, I understand they've only played six conference games composed uh, compared to nine, but wouldn't that make the race? I don't know how they're judging that. You know, like. It's not a lock according to ESPN. It's it's at eighty seven point eight percent. They got Creighton at fourteen percent. So uh, a lot of the uh, races that are pretty well decided are up in the high nineties right now. But I mean, I mean, COVID makes this really hard to project. Like as far as seating goes, I don't know. But I want to tell you guys, the college experience is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about. Sports betting, and the best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure you subscribe to the SGPN page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV, so you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time we post one. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Yeah, I know. I feel like these are like, I mean, I, I feel like I'm wasting my fucking breath talking about some of these ones. Um, well, I want to get to know these teams a little bit better. Um, and so I, if you guys, I mean, I know who Colin Gillespie is, right? I've yeah. seen enough of them. It looks like they got a couple dudes, Jermaine Samuels, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl on Villanova dudes who fill it up. Um, but do we know, I mean, obviously, uh, Julian, uh, uh, how do you say that name? Sham uh, Champagne. Champagne yeah. is a, is a player. <laughs> don't don't ask me how to spell it or how. I heard how Kobe to uh, giving you shit about that. <laughs> Isn't that the best when I give someone shit about pronouncing <laughs> names? Yeah. So anyway, but uh, I mean, Colin Gillespie, he's he's a um, what, he, he, talk about a dude who seems like he's been in college basketball for like fifty years, right? Yeah. I yeah. guess that there's the senior leadership that you need from. Uh, but but look, they were they were my preseason pick to win it all. Villanova was and before tonight, really, because I, I, I didn't watch that game tonight. I mean, I sort of did. It's in the background of while we're recording right now, it was up, but uh, they, they, they just haven't played the way I thought they would play this year. And yeah. they, they definitely haven't been dominant. They haven't been dominant all year long. Even, you know, go back to the beginning of the season where they kind of struggled with BC. They struggled with Georgetown lost, lost over think, tech. Yeah, exactly. Um, they have final four potential, but I don't see them winning at all either. I don't think they're quite as dominant. They're, they're a rock solid team. That's hard to find weaknesses, but they don't really have any star power either. I, I mean, I guess you know, Robinson Earl's their best player. He, and he's a very nice player. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I, I have a hard time seeing them win two games in the final four to cut down the nets. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, let's hop over to the big 10, man. Uh, you got Michigan eight and one. I mentioned this, the Illini nine and three and Ohio state are 10 and four. I mean, it's <laughs> the, the, all the game. Ohio state's played the most games, but yet they're in third. Um, uh, and then you got Iowa at four and, and Wisconsin at five, Purdue at six Rutgers at seven. Uh, well, I mean, we all taking Michigan because we, we don't know what the fuck is happening here. When are they going to play next? Hmm. Are we all just saying Michigan. I mean, the crazy thing, crazy thing about the big 10 is that now, I mean, Ohio state's on a roll here. They've won, I think five in a row. They've won eight out of their last nine. Um, people are even trying to say one seed for Ohio no. state, which Len- I don't know. I, I, I still can't get my head around that. I mean, I would rather have Ohio state a one seed than Michigan. I mean, they've played like, like double the amount of games, right? Michigan has a higher ceiling at 13. That's and one. The, basically what I'm getting at is that I think Michigan at full strength is better than Ohio state. I don't uh, know. I, 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 a lot of close games. Are too. I'm going to argue that some though, because Ohio state early in the year, they were banged up. There were games. They didn't have Pearl Washington. EJ Lydell was out for a while. So I, I, I'm going to say that I think they're probably better than what we thought they were then. Hey, that's a good point, you know, but they did, they got swept by Purdue and they lost to Northwestern. Um, and they, they, even now when they're fully healthy, um, a lot of close games. 
You know, uh, they just uh, beat Penn State by four at home. Um, they beat Iowa by four, uh, Maryland by eight. Uh, you know, Illinois by six. I, they just don't look dominant. When I think one seed, a traditional one seed, you know, I'm thinking a really good team, dominant team that you can think Final Four. And I'm just not there yet with Ohio State. Um, they're having a really good season. You know, a lot of it's not really expected either. Uh, they're 16 and four overall, 10 and four in the conference. But let's just say if they if they're one seed, they would probably be my first one seed chosen to be eliminated. Uh, I wouldn't have them going final four. Really, I think I think I think I, I I if right now the one seeds are Ohio State and Michigan, I think I might take Michigan as the first to lose that. But I mean, it's kind of hard to say not seeing Michigan in a while when Michigan was playing. I think they were up there. They were surprising know, with, people. With yeah, they were Baylor. surprising. But I remember in the beginning of the year, I think they won a game against like Oakland in overtime, and it was beginning of the year, of course. But I mean, I I just always I didn't trust what I saw. Well, from no Michigan. one was. You mentioned the Cleveland State it. game against Ohio State. A That's lot. true. That's I mean, true. I, maybe a couple of Buckeyes were hurt, but that was a very close game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And but Cleveland State's a tournament team. They're owning Oakland, buddy. All right. <laughs> Dude, Ohio State beat UML. Um, who is that? UMass Lowell, uh, UMass Lowell by eight, by 10, by 10, yeah. by 10 the, the second game of the season. Uh, you know, like I say all year long, they've been winning, but the games have been relatively close. They haven't looked dominant. They haven't looked like a traditional one seed, but I can make, so I'm a skeptic right short of the, the game at Minnesota. I'm going to make this point though at Minnesota, which actually has been tricky. Michigan got, got blown out at Minnesota as well as Ohio state. Uh, their only losses are to Purdue by two to Northwestern by one and Purdue by seven. Well, I'll tell you what, what I've seen from Ohio state and I, I'm the last one that wants to give Ohio state credit just because I think they get enough uh, credit in football. And I, I don't want Mickey to have any more trash talking rights, but you talked earlier about teams having to go through the gauntlet and Ohio state has, it seems like every game they play is against a really good team and they're in a dog fight. Every game. This team is one of them got to be one of the most battle tested teams. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because their remaining schedule, they get Indiana who somehow miraculously pulled off a win tonight, but didn't cover for me. Those bastards on Saturday, <laughs> Thursday, they're at Penn state. who will be fighting for their, their lives, Penn state, their postseason lives. Then they're home to Michigan. Then they're at Michigan state home to Iowa and then home to Illinois. That's a brutal. It's just anyone in the big 10. It's a brutal stretch. Uh, well, I mean, if, if you're looking at remaining strength of schedule uh, in the country, the big 10 has the top five remaining strengths yeah. of schedule, Michigan, yeah. Michigan state, Ohio state, Wisconsin, and Iowa round out the top five of the hardest remaining schedules in the country. Not my Illini though, baby, give me my big 10 title so I can cash that ticket. But anyway, okay. <laughs> we we got to continue to bang these out here. Let's hop over to the, actually, I want to talk about the mountain West conference. The mountain West conference is a bit of, I mean, Nevada just completed a sweep against Boise state. You got Utah state at 11 and two. You got Colorado state at 11 and three. So it goes one, two, three, Boise state's three at 10 and three, San Diego state's four at eight and three, Nevada's five. It's a five team race. Uh, all of them uh, between two games. Uh, I think San Diego state's the best team. They had Matt Mitchell out when they lost the Matt Mitchell's their best player. In my opinion, Uh, when they lost to Utah state uh, twice, I believe, um, what are we thinking here, guys? I'm seeing Lenardi, by the way, counting, count, having a, what do we got? Three mountain West teams in, and the first team out is Colorado state. So almost four. Wow. Mountain West on the come up, Nick, any takes on the mountain West yet? Do you feel it, good about it? It's you? interesting. I mean, the top of the conference is, is really good. And the bottom of the conference is really bad. I mean, you, San Jose state air force in New Mexico are awful. So when I see San Diego states won five games in a row, I'm like, all right, maybe they're putting it together. And then when I look a little bit, a little bit closer is that those five games are air force twice, Wyoming twice and San Jose state. Yeah. Uh, that's not really moving the needle for me, but, uh, but you, I don't know. But you also got to realize that those other teams might've gotten those matchups earlier. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm not necessarily sold on any school here. Uh, but I think they could be dangerous come tournament time. Um, cause they do have some talent and they can score like Utah state, like Colorado state, or they can defend like San Diego state. 
Um, I want to see a little bit more ball from these schools in order to get, you know, uh, a good feeling of them come tournament time. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think San Diego state gun to my head is the best team in this conference, but uh, ESPN has this, what looks to be the closest conference race of any with Utah state at a 41% chance to win the regular season, followed by Colorado state at 30 San Diego state at 19 and Boise state at nine. No Nevada talk. Nevada's two games. And don't, out. yeah. Don't forget about Nevada. They're playing lights out one, four in a row, man. Yeah. I guess they're not giving them the cred, but there's that you're right. They are in the thick of it. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really compelling match to watch down the stretch are, are all those teams playing each other. Uh, okay. Let's hop over to the pack 12 and then we'll, we'll end it with the sec after that, the pack 12. Okay. USC beat a depleted uh, UCLA team. They're both nine and two. But Colorado's one game back, and somehow Oregon's two and a half game back with with only eight games played. I mean, Colorado, UCLA, and, and USC have more wins than Oregon's played. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know what the hell is going welcome, on here. Welcome to uh, college basketball in a global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can tell you this though. I like. I mean, my buffs have been unpredictable all year. They're really good at home. They struggle on the road, but guess what? They already beat USC on the road. They, they, they host USC and UCLA down the stretch. Kind of like my boss chances. Are we thinking five teams make it from the pac 12? Are we thinking, um, Lenardi's got both Arizona schools. Lenardi's got, uh, where are we at here? He's, I, I believe so. I think he's got, yeah, he's got five from the pac 12 and none on the top eight out. So yes. But he he has Oregon as essentially the second to last team in, Stanford as the fourth to last team in. Colorado and Stanford battle this weekend, I believe, or tomorrow. I think maybe it's tomorrow. That's a huge matchup. Uh, I mean, Colorado's in pretty securely, but uh, that could be that could be a big matchup for Stanford. I am uh, I'm definitely curious to see. Um, Stanford's been playing well all year. Um, De Silva. Especially uh, when they're all hell. I mean, we yeah. have really n- barely seen them all healthy. Yeah, that's true. They've been like Miami of the West. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like, uh, you don't really know what they are just because you haven't seen them at full strength. But um, I think they could be a dangerous team, actually. I actually think in the Pac 12 tournament, if they have everyone going, they might be the like one of the best teams in that conference. I mean, between Mobley and De Silva, you got two of the better big men in the country, I think. Um, Probably in terms of like, I'm looking, they, those are the two that lead the uh, conference in the player efficiency rating. Um, from what I, from, from what I'm looking through these power conferences, only one other conferences has three big men uh, or two big men. I should say in the big 10, there's three that lead the uh, player efficiency ratings, uh, Luca Garza, Kofi Cochran and Hunter Dickinson. So we're going to have some big man battles in that tournament, but I, I, I would be interested to see USC Stanford with those two squaring off in the conference tournament as well. Yeah, I mean, you got any leans though? You think you're gonna? You think UCLA? I mean, right now it's a it's a look. Really you guys been sleeping race. on USC all fucking year. I'm going Trojans. Buffs beat them in LA. They they play them again in Boulder in like a week. Uh, Nick, any leans? Well, you keep waiting for one of these teams to emerge, and and nobody really is. Uh, it looks to me like uh, there's three or four, maybe five solid, pretty good teams. I don't think any team is really a threat to make the final four. I mean, USC is on a roll. Yeah, sure. They've won, you know, uh, like nine out of the last 10 or so. So you have to lean in their direction right now. Um, I don't, I don't trust them yet either. I don't know if it's a coaching or honestly, I don't want to watch a whole lot of of USC basketball being out West. Um, So I don't have a really good feel for either of these teams. All I know is that I'm not going to project any pack 12 team to advance probably past the sweet 16. Mm, I think it depends about the matchups. I think it depends on the match. I think USC USC with Mobley, I I wouldn't shock me if they made a deep run. Uh, The college experience is brought to you by better edge, better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is, is it allows you to bet with no VIG since you're buying positions from other sports betters. There is no house. You can play for money in 40 States. Plus they're going to do a weekly college basketball contest where you can play against the database and win. A sh- if you beat me, if it's just one person, you take all the cash. If it's more than that, you divide it up and you, t- and you, you, you get a bunch of cash uh, to you, you t- in your bank account. So you can bet on more shit. Um, 
Sign up today at betteredge.com and use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. All right. Let, okay. Two, two, two more things. I want to say we were going to talk sec, but this weekend we do get Drake, Drake and Loyola twice in the next couple days, twice. It, and that's back to back days, or is there a day in between? Back to back days, I believe. I got to pull up nice. that schedule, but I nice. believe they're back to back days. Are we thinking they're going to split in the Missouri Valley? Or you think? I mean, I'm kind of bullish on this Ramblers team, man. I think Loyola Chicago, despite Drake, Drake looked great tonight, taking care of Northern Iowa, coming off that loss. Do we gotta? The, the, are we thinking that uh, they split? I think Loyola might just be the flat out better team. Well, I mean, the chink in the armor of Drake uh, was apparent recently. So um, whether Loyola Chicago can take advantage of that once or maybe twice remains to be seen. But what, what's uh, is that conference up in the air? If uh, it's, it's, yeah, they have the same record in conference. Oh, wow. So winner take all basically out of the coming out. Well, of no, weekend. if you split, then I guess it's going to get, we'll find down the stretch. But if they go, if I would think the if one of them sweeps it, that's a wrap that's for a the wrap. regular season, Nick, what are you thinking there? I would tend to agree that I think Loyola is the better team, but I don't think there's that much separation. So when you have a back-to-back uh, scenario like this, I would think that a split is probably in the cards. Uh, right now, Loyola is a, where are they? How do you see? I feel like you saw them earlier. Where was where, Loyola? Mm, these games are in, these games are in Chicago too. I believe so. Loyola is an eight. Drake is a 11. So it's a dangerous 11 seed, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They got Virginia tech uh, projected right now. Drake has an 11 seed and playing Shoo. Virginia tech in the first round. Ooh, bad draw for the Hokies. That would be brutal. That would Watch be out, Kramer. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think they split. I th- I'm betting that they split guys. I mean, yeah, in the college agreed. basketball index right now, Loyola is a fucking is number 18, which would put them at a five seed. Uh, although for some reason there is, they're kind of an anomaly in terms of uh, where like their expectation for them to advance into the, into the tournament. Uh, like the number 16 team is tied for 16, West Virginia and Oklahoma. Both are getting above a 70% chance. The number 19 team below them, Texas is getting a 68% chance to advance to the next round. They got Loyola down at a 52% chance to make it even to the round of 32. Do you know why I do you understand that disrespect? I don't understand like Loyola who they are. I know they made a final four run, but I don't know who they are. Who well, are I can they? tell you this man I, I, from people that, that uh, cover the Missouri Valley. They, a lot of them believe this, this Loyola team is better than that final four team. They really do. I've heard multiple people say that. Uh, someone, I think the Atlantic did a story on them this uh, today that came out about them, but they would be playing Minnesota in the first round. Minnesota has been good, but Minnesota's also been horrible away from playing at home. So I, I would tend to lean Loyola to win that game. But I mean, this is all, you know, I doubt they play Minnesota, but right. Uh, I think they're for real Nick. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, um, I would take uh, Loyola in the points if they were playing Minnesota right now. I would think that's kind of a coin flip game here. If anything, maybe even favor Loyola. So I think they're definitely legit. And uh, you know, I mean, you know, everybody's been talking about Drake too, and and they can freaking score, man. So if Drake's on eleven seed, I would hate to be the the six seed that's playing them because man, that's well, a dangerous matchup. Let me give you the current six seeds from Lenardi: Virginia Tech, Creighton, Kansas, and Rutgers. Drake might be better than all of them. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, man, there's, there's be some interesting games. All four of them would be very interesting games. Uh, okay. Let's end it here. SEC. We got Bama running away with this 11 and one second place with Missouri losing tonight. Tennessee now bumps up to second place tied with Arkansas and LSU. I got no idea. I mean, it's the, the, the race for no, the two seed in this conference. We know, I think it's safe to say Bama's got the one seed wrapped up in my opinion. Uh, especially with their remaining schedule, which is pretty light. Georgia at a and M Vanderbilt at Arkansas at Mississippi state and at home versus Auburn. So yeah, yeah, worst case scenario is they go four and two in those six games, but probably more likely that they're five and one. 
Yeah, and, and I mean the second seed is where it gets interesting. Tennessee, Arkansas, LSU all have the same record. Then after that, you have three six-win teams with Florida, Missouri, and Ole Miss. I got no. Th- this is a really hard conference to predict. Yeah, if it's and, uh, short of Alabama, second seed is completely up for grabs. Yeah, I mean you can't even rule out like the the five and seven teams. Yeah, because you're only what two or two and a half games back. I don't know. Uh, it's going to make a crazy uh, end of the season here, but I, I, I gun to my head. I'm going to say the Razorbacks. I think Tennessee's kind of bullshit. I think, I think Arkansas is better than Tennessee for the, for the number two spot. Yeah. What do you guys think? I'm not high on Tennessee at all. Uh, I would tend to agree. I think Arkansas and I'm really not high on LSU either uh, just because they're complete lack of defense. Uh, I like what I've seen with Missouri and Florida has in, you know, spurts they've looked good. So um yeah, I would tend to think that the second team will end up being either Arkansas, Missouri, or Florida. Um and I probably like all those schools more so than Tennessee or LSU when it comes to the national tournament. There we go. There give, we go. Give me Missouri for that number two spot. Oh you're a Quanzo Martin fan here. Uh all right guys, this concludes our our, our conference breakdown. Obviously we're going to continue to do this as the as the, the, the college basketball season heats up into March. Uh, we got FCS football right around the corner. I think all of us are on Tart- Tarleton State and the points against uh, McNeese. I'd say money line play. Go Texans! Yeah, there we go. I mean, uh, it's FCS football. Do we want to throw out there? I mean, a, a, a f- look. There's a 16 team playoff. Do you want to throw out a Final Four? Do you want to do, do you want to uh, just throw one out before we get the fuck out of here? We might as do, well. I know Patty C's going to have JMU, and I'm assuming North Dakota State's in all of ours. Right? They should be. They they won. I think I think we have to put North Dakota State in, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start things off. Give me North Dakota State. Give me James Madison. Give me the likes of. Let's go. Who can who can be outside the the boxes? The main black bears. Mm. Main black bears in there. CAA getting twice the representation. And I'm going to say Northern Iowa. That's my that's my final four in the FCS ranks. We will bring all of that to you on the college experience. NC Nick, Patty C, you got four teams you want to just throw out there. Let me see. I mean, last year uh, it finished as follows North Dakota state, JMU, Northern Iowa was one of your squads. Yeah. Uh, Weber state, South Dakota state, Montana state, Montana, Villanova, Illinois state, and Kennesaw. Um, do I think any Montana, Montana state ineligible to make this thing? That's right. So rule them out. I think Kennesaw, actually, I should put in there. I want to see. Uh, I know that Jimmy Laycock, longtime William and Mary coach, recently retired. I am curious to Mike see. Mike London's at, at his predecessor. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I want to see the trajectory that they are on. Um, I don't know that is playoff bound just yet. Uh, I would say Weber, obviously, a good play there. Uh, I'm going to say North Dakota State, JMU, give me Weber, and then I'm going wild card. Give me Spidey. Oh, Richmond Spiders. Ah, I like it. All right. I got you. North Dakota state, Weber state. I'm going to throw out Sam Houston state and my triple option boys from South Carolina. Wofford. Love it. Just Love ignoring it. jam. You. Yeah. You got a <laughs> lot of nerve. Buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm a George Mason guy. All right. Oh, so uh, there, we go. Oh, there we go. When is George Mason going to come up to the FCS? They ne- well, they needed to have a football, a football team first. Team, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a long so ways away. Another situation. I mean, Georgetown's on yeah. the FCS level. And we could George do Mason a, isn't. That's true. We could do an entire podcast about why Georgetown and George Mason don't have at least FCS football teams. No, no, no. Georgetown does. Oh, they do. They opted out though. So they don't, I guess this year. So you're still right. All right, guys, this is the college experience. We will have you covered for all the FCS action. Football stays football stays in 2021 as it kicks off this Saturday with McNeese and Tarleton. If you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe to this thing. We're available on all platforms. And we've been handicapping every single division one college basketball and college football game for four years. We've been over 500 each and every year as a collective but also independently each season. We've been over 500. We've been way over 500 on our locks, which we give all to you for free on a spreadsheet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check it out. Subscribe. Look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm going to try to charge you for is your kindness. Get over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Say some nice things about us. Look, we never try to charge you. Come on. We're counting on goodwill here. Get over there. We've made you money. We we've given you entertainment. 
All right. Where else can you hear about uh, Carmen Electra's acting career? Right. <laughs> I don't, was that this episode or the one before? I don't even fucking remember. Anyway, get over there, do that. And then if you do take a screenshot and I will, as a token of our appreciation, if you take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D I'll send you a free college experience t-shirt. Uh, yes. Give me a follow as well at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one, give him a follow NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. Also give the sports gambling podcast a follow at the SGP network. Yes. Follow, 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 and check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast and play DraftKings college basketball with me and NC Nick going to get Patty C involved one of these days. <laughs> and don't forget every Saturday morning and Wednesday and Saturday morning, I will be on the locker room app talking best college basketball bets. Come join in. It's a lot of fun. 1-800-PICK-DUNDEE. 1-800-PICK-DUNDEE. You dial me in. I'll give you all the best bets. And uh, maybe I'll have some of these bozos on one of these days too. So, all right. This is the college experience. College basketball mid-season report. Or mid-week report. Fuck. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. We out.